welcome once again to the Moran Connolly Football Show, the podcast that gives you your fix of the NFL with a little added je ne sais quoi. Big shout out as always to the Gridiron family of which we call ourselves a part and we are proud to do so. My name is Tom Moore, talking nonsense since 1986 and joining me as always is the godfather of the family. It's Ollie Connolly. Ollie, how the devil are you, my man? I'm doing well. I'm slightly out of breath. I just I just ran from an impromptu meeting back to take this podcast with you. Tom, have you run recently? I ran last night, my friend. So you're you're maintaining because you used to be quite the the proficient runner. You still run run? Well, I go twice a week. You called me gaunt the other week on the podcast. <laughs> look very skeletal. I'm not skeletal. Yeah, I, I've learned just just five minutes ago, dear listener, that I am now very unfit. I used to be extraordinarily fit. I have learned in the last seven minutes, I have become very unfit. Was it, how quickly were you out of breath? Um, it was not so much the out of breath, because I could sustain through that. It was the chest pains. Oh That's <laughs> was, not good. It was the head flying from very far back to rocking like the cradle into my chest. So it was less the breathing than the violent motions it was taking to move like <laughs> a couple of feet at a time. Sounds like you need to work on some neck control, mate. That, that's just some violent head movement. You sound like a horse. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. On today's show, as always, we're going to get to the NFL headlines. And these are the headlines for next week. We're going to be predicting what we think are going to be the headlines based on what happens this week in the NFL. Then we will welcome in our producer, Studio Mike, to help us do the game show uh, this week. Studio Mike, Stereo Mike. Um, and that's whose line is it anyway, Ollie? Now, we're going to be guessing quotes from NFL characters. So whose line is it anyway fits, although that's not necessarily how whose line is it anyway actually worked in, in principle, but it fit as a name. I know it should have really been some kind of yes and situation for our improv skills at the start of the quote. You know, that would have been good. Yeah, sure. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can do at Ollie Connolly at the underscore Tommy underscore more or uh, yes, that is my name. Uh, if you've got any questions for us, you want to hit us up with your thoughts, anything, please do MCF questions at gmail.com. We will hold off questions this week and hit some more next week when we've got more time because we are at the races today. Ollie. You race back because we have a limited time to record, my friend. Let's go. Now, before we get into the headlines, Ollie, quick story time with Tom. It's not really a story time with Tom. Again, it's a bit more of just some an observation that I've had. We are approaching the World Cup in Qatar, Ollie, mm. on the 20th, which is this Sunday, right? First game. It kicks yep. off this Sunday. Yep. Now, I've seen today, and it's completely egregious, is the fans that they've trotted out today in <laughs> Qatar as the, the teams fans. have landed. Oh, yeah, the fans. Now, what's suspicious about these fans, Ollie, is um, none of them seem to be the indigenous um, visual representation, the visual representation of the indigenous tribes of those individual countries. Mm-hmm. They all seem to have quite well choreographed similar outfits just changed to the livery of the country in question, <laughs> particularly the signage, and all accompanied by bands who seem to be playing the same suspicious Middle Eastern music <laughs> and all instruments, Ollie. Now, what is our, what is our position on this right now, okay, is are you up for the World Cup or not? It's the World uh-huh. Cup. We'll, we'll be up for it regardless. We'll get into it, but... I don't it, think it, I will be. I, I think if I believed more in the team and I thought we were going to go there and play some swashbuckling, exciting style and build around 
talented players whom um, the finest club side in world football have built around. I would maybe be able to suspend my disbelief from all the human rights tortures and, and uh, crimes against journalists and uh, all of the violence against uh, LGBTQ uh, members. Maybe for 90 minutes I could do that, but going in with this entire cloud, uh, I just it's just it's certainly not for me. I think maybe I'll be into the the England USA game. Um, maybe the Wales one, but certainly have no excitement for, for the Iran portion. My favorite part of the fake fans was um, the, the playing it's coming home with the wrong melody. That is an oh, old timer because that <laughs> shouldn't have been difficult to get a little Badil and Skinner on YouTube. And you could, have, you could crank that thing out in 35 seconds, I reckon, you know, but, and, and they, were, they were way off. Now that is around in the radio podcast quiz. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. You have to sing a song to the tune of a different song. Now, that sounds like a wager maybe for a future game show for us all. Maybe we'll have to have a look at that. Um, I think, Ollie, personally, and then we'll move on, is that I'm not buzzing about it right now, but I'm anticipating that I will be just because you get sucked in. Mm -hmm. I will be interested to see whether I actually do get sucked in with this one because if it was any other World Cup, I know I'd get sucked in. But this one just feels a bit different. Anyway, let's spin to the headlines. So the headlines this week, Ollie, and I want to start with an absolute juicy one. And you don't know which way I'm going with this one. This is the first headline that I think is going to come next week. Tennessee. Now, which way am I going to go with this, Ollie? Am I I could go two ways. Am I either going to go Tennessee? The Packers are completely booted by the Titans, and it is goodbye, Green Bay from the playoffs. Or am I going Tennessee? Rogers is back. Here it starts. I'll see you later, guys. This is where the train sets off. Which way do you think we should go, Ollie? Uh, it's strange because I feel like you've been so down the Packers for weeks now that it would be obvious that you would suggest that the Packers would be completely out of the playoff picture. But the fact you're adding some kind of tease in makes me believe you may be back on the Rogers train. It's the hope that kills you, Ollie. It's the hope <laughs> that kills you. It's back. Put it on 12's back. They're coming back, Ollie. Unbelievable. <laughs> How can you have any faith in this team? I have zero faith. I'm, I'm taking it. I wrote this headline and I thought to myself, come on, Tom, be real. But there is a little part of me, Ollie, that this little child inside my head going, no, they're going to be out. They're going to do it. They're going to go on a run. They're going to go on a run. I don't, I don't see it. And I actually, next week it's Philly. Um, I think these are the two games that actually put the nail into it. I agree with you. I think the, the issues now are even more defensively than they are on offense. Obviously, we had the great week for Christian Watson, and that was really cool to see. And I hope that that means something for him long term. I'm not sure it will drastically change things this season necessarily with how he's played for the majority of the year versus last week. But you just cannot hide all those injuries on defense most potently. The Rashawn Gary one, it, it completely changes the entire complexion mm. of how they must structure their defense understanding that structure has been pretty crappy for most of the season right even with having what we believe are studs at all levels they've been terrible and the structure's been pretty bad so maybe being forced into changing the structure could help some but there's not a lot of getting around the fact that the best player on the defense has been taken off the defense the defense hasn't been good with him and it's probably going to get worse without him yeah i would probably agree with that ollie stokes out as well what's your opinion of jair alexander this year um i think he's been fine i don't think he's been as bad as uh, some of the, the national conversation has been around him. I, I don't think they put him in the best spots to succeed anymore. Um, is he a true 6-1 
press and go bump around corny but up against the number one i don't think so but i would like to have seen more matchup stuff with him where he gets the two and you just accept that he's good enough to blanket any two and we track everyone everywhere and then we can kind of cone up and double the one they just are insistent on this spot drop more passive style even when they use him in the way he should be used it's a lot more funneling to safeties, which requires way more communication. And Jair Alexander, I've always thought, is at his best when he is just in a dogfight and in a battle. That's just my opinion with him. Um, and that's where I would try and put him. But I don't think he's been bad by any stretch. I think we have these wild opinions of someone's either good or bad. And I think he's been pretty okay with some good weeks and some tough weeks. Yeah, grades well in the slot from what I've seen. And uh, Rasul Douglas is just, I, I feel, a bit, a bit of a disappointment. The great thing about Jair Alexander, before I move off, most people, in terms of colour coordinating their long-sleeved undershirt, most people in a Green Bay situation go white or green. Jair yeah. rocks the yellow, my friend. Absolutely, Absolutely love it. it. Now, what you got for me, Ollie? The Indianapolis Colts do not win. They not, do not defeat the Philadelphia Eagles, but they hang in just long enough for us to start having the conversation. Was this Jeff Saturday situation kind of sort of worth it? I don't know where to go here, Ronnie. I don't know whether to go to the Saturday situation or say, is that commenting slightly on how you feel about the Eagles after they were given their first loss by the commanders mm-hmm. of all teams? Ollie, what's your what's your thinking here? No, I think the Eagles will be fine. Look, I was just trying to find a fun headline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Indians, were, I thought, worked pretty well. Uh, that that could work in week 17 if it's not been a complete tire fire. That's quite a good headline for them. I, the Eagles will be fine. You know, you go back through that game and it was a dumb game to lose, right? And you don't want to drop a game against the Commanders when your team is stacked and loaded as the Eagles are. They are still the most talented team in the NFL. Um they turned the ball over in a couple of freakish ways that you're not supposed to see. One was obviously a penalty and then a couple of sloppy turnovers too. Um that's how you lose games, right? On the road when you're a good team against a bad team or an average team as you turn the ball over unnecessarily. And I just don't think they're going to repeat that week on week. Okay, so Colts. So Saturday, man, you telling me I've done a U-turn on to Aaron and to Rodgers. What about you and the Jeff and the Saturday? Uh, Saturday's I, now. So you call him Jeff Sunday. He's <laughs> on it, baby. Jeff Sunday. I wrote a piece about them last week, and I said this on the show, I believe, that if he can solve anything, it's some of the protection issues. What he did was he took Matt Pryor out, who is the worst starting player in the NFL. He clearly read the read optional on Thursday morning and said, yeah, that guy sucks. Let's take him out. They changed some of their protection stuff, which was cool. They refound Jonathan Taylor in the offense, which was great for them. And I don't know what happened on the game day operation. Was that a real headset? Was it a make-believe headset? Was he really running things? Who's to ever say? He was only there for a couple of hours before he was (laughs) stood there on the sideline but if there's one thing the guy can do it is change protections mid-game and he made two huge calls which is one put the quarterback in who's good and not the one who's bad mm-hmm. um, or at least average uh, in Matt Ryan's case or maybe good one we know is bad one could be okay sometimes um, and he changed some of the protection stuff and he took Matt Pryor out so that's a ding ding situation for a new head coach now will it sustain probably not will he get found out maybe all these other coaches in the building by the way are presently looking for their next job Mm. Right. And at some point, someone's going to get a heads up on what gig they do have next, right? The way hirings work in the NFL, particularly if you go from being a coordinator to a head coach, is you get your staff, particularly the position coaches, coordinators are more difficult because those guys are often trying to get their own jobs higher up the food chain or get to better positions. That's more of a knife fight in the street. The position coaches, um, you know, those guys who are coordinators now going to be head coaches are calling around now to lock in who they think their DB coach will be, no matter where they go, so that when they're in their job interview, they can go and lock those guys in. I imagine all these indie guys are on the phone to everyone trying to find any job going with someone who becomes a first-time head coach in the next cycle. You got that Rolodex out. You're going all the way through, all the way through, calling every single number. Ollie, 
My next one. Now, this does happen occasionally to this particular animal. The hooves have fallen off. Rams lose the battle of the has-beens against the New Orleans Saints. Now, apparently, only this does happen. Apparently, um, and I think I saw it on a Ricky Gervais, Gervais stand-up once, that if Rams butt each other too hard, mountain rams, their, their hooves can fall off, which sounds wow. bizarre. Anyway, moving on from that, the question I want to ask here is what of the Rams after this season? Dismantling time, the coaching staff, McVeigh, some of the players in there. Does Stafford jack it in because he's falling apart? What, where are we with the Rams when we come towards the end of the season? It's a really fascinating question because McVeigh has floated retirement before. He obviously floated retirement last offseason to go and work for Amazon. He was offered more money than cents and turned it down to return a decision. One has to suspect that he is presently regretting. Oh, yeah. It would be very nice to be sat down with a tequila and a cigar on Thursday nights, not having to worry about this shit show. He's coaching every <laughs> every week. Um, and then he said, or it was leaked last week on ESPN, that the timeline for him would be the likes of Donald, Cup, Ramsey, and Stafford yep. all leaving. And obviously those timelines don't really align. But when you start thinking about it, Donald has talked about retiring before. Um, Cooper Cup has had a lot of injuries. Maybe he would do a next couple of years or try and get himself to somewhere else. You could see Donald walking away. You could certainly see Stafford walking away after the shots he's taken this season. So I do think we're in complete rebuild mode. One of the most interesting things about them this year is they keep suggesting or saying that their offensive line is so bad, it destroys the entire team, right? And it is true. We have seen more than ever this season. If you have two sinkholes along the interior, it is a wrap for your entire season. You can maybe, maybe, maybe just about cover up one, which the Vikings have done really well, but it takes a lot of scheme work and it really like restricts what you can do on offense. If you have to it to wrap, you may as well just go home for the season. And they've run into that and they've they've discussed that. And it, it is true. They've also been pretty terrible on defense. I think everyone is well aware now of how soft they're playing on defense defensively because Tony Romo seems to have their game every week and it's all he talks about. It's how soft they're playing on defense. They also have no pass rush. They have the worst pass rush in the NFL right now. And given that they have the best player in the NFL and he plays the most valuable position in the pass rush, which is rush from the interior, it is almost impressive to be the worst pass rush in the NFL, whilst you have Aaron Donald still playing at peak, peak, peak Aaron Donald level. So they need a pretty wholesale rebuilding of stuff. Certainly they need new linebackers. Certainly they need an extra edge presence, and certainly they need an entire new offensive line. And does McVay want to be around for a rebuild? I'm not so sure. It's quite incredible the fall from the position they were in. And of course, because they've mortgaged their future slightly, they're really up against it. So what do you do? Do you trade some of your assets to get some picks back? I don't know. Either way, I don't think there's a simple solution. Um, Ollie, your next headline, my friend, hit me with it. I'm going to try and phrase this correctly. This one's a tough one. <laughs> you phrase it correctly. Oh, dear. This sounds like, oh, dear. Quick, get the lawyers. Okay. Hmm. 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 Do we have the lawyers on hand? This is. Uh, I think the lawyers will be on hand. Yeah, yeah, we can always. They're on speed dial under fire. Go we'll, on. Uh, well, well, I can't do the. Don't do the voice. Um, the voice. <laughs> right. If there's a voice involved, that sounds like really, really dicey territory. Right. Don't do the voice. I'm not, okay. I, I'm gonna leave the one I was gonna attempt for everyone's job here. And just say that uh, Zach Wilson isn't a good quarterback. I was trying to get to a Zach Wilson Wilson. It was not coming off for me, okay? What, I, you mean with Tom Hanks, Wilson? That's not bad. That's what were you going to do? Uh, uh, would prefer not to discuss for the sake of <laughs> all our positions with the company. Um, I, look, Zach Wilson going back in the blender against Bill Belichick. Um, we all know about the young quarterbacks, Bill Belichick thing. 
the last time they played, it was some of the most pathetic quarterback of football we've ever seen, and he had the the most horrendous. Look at Tom trying to figure out what the pun could possibly have been. Carry on, you keep talking while I try and figure it out, at least for my own satisfaction. Carry on. Um, so I I just think that once again, I, Zach Wilson does have flashes, does have highlights. In fact, in that New England game, there was a two throws early in the game that were the kind of throws that only four or five people can make. But then we saw what happens when you start getting creative on the back end and start rolling coverages and do different things and present him different looks. He just has no, no idea. And I don't want to come on here every week and just bag on, on Zach Wilson, but I do think this could be an ugly week for a team that otherwise is loaded. And I'm already starting to think for a future magazine We've got to start doing the Tom Brady raffle or Tom Brady Tombola or Tom Brady something. Where will Tom Brady be playing his football next season? Because it is not going to be in Tampa Bay. And you start looking at that jet situation, the New York market, all that kind of stuff starts getting put together back on the East Coast, um, at least further up the East Coast there. And the Jets have established themselves a pretty good platform if they want to try and get one of the veteran guys next year. He's, he's divorced as well at the end of the day, so he can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, well, it, the divorce is obviously not relevant to the football discussion, except to say no one is getting a divorce while they play one more season, right? That would not have been worth it on a bad Tampa team, right? So he has to now be playing, we all suggest, for like, what, four or five more years? I don't know. She had more money than him. So depending on if they had a prenup, he'd actually make money out of the situation, surely. Excellent point, excellent. But would you torch your marriage for one more year of work? Uh, if you're Tom Brady, you would, because he's a nutcase. <laughs> right, a couple more headlines, Ollie. Let's smash him and then get to the game show. My next one, great Prescott. Cowboys bounce back as Vikings deliver the ultimate classic post-upset win letdown game. After that hoo-ha that went on in Buffalo, I couldn't even believe it. I just t- I tried to explain to my wife what was happening as I was watching it on the laptop, and we were trying to also watch I'm a Celebrity to get me out of here, and she was like, what? Exactly, Ollie. But I think the Cowboys come back in this game because, again, the Vikings, I stand by it. They are a sheep in wolves' clothing. (laughs) Uh, I'm not so sure that they're starting to crank it up. And I think that they have, and I know I said this to you, I think a couple of weeks ago, that they have so many difference makers on either side of the ball that if you just go through the rest of the NFC, there aren't too many who have three legitimate difference makers on each side of the ball. It's actually a pretty narrow list of people. Even you look at that book's offense and you say, who's a difference maker? And the books are a, a sneaky pick, right, for getting hot in the postseason in the NFC. They don't have the three difference makers that the, that the the Vikings have. And the Vikings are now coaching at a level that is far beyond kind of the middle class of the NFC, doing cool stuff on defense to help out Zadarius Smith, who has been unbelievable this season though the rest of the defense isn't that great and then doing great stuff to conceal and uh the offensive line and to elevate Kirk Cousins in, in specific ways too so I'm not so sure I still think the Cowboys are a better team I still think Dak Prescott is the best player on that field outside of Mike Parsons and that if my if the two best players on the field are my edge rusher and my quarterback I feel very very good about this game 100% Ollie I like I like you thinking but I'm sticking by my Vikings rhetoric. Maybe that's because I'm a Packers fan. Who knows? But Justin Jefferson, I'm all there for JJ. That's some serious, serious shit. Uh, Ollie, hit me with your last one, baby. Hit me with your best shot. Oh, my God. The Pitch Perfect movies are fantastic. Go on, Ollie. What happens in Denver stays in Denver. Josh McDaniels gets tarmacked by the Raiders. He don't even get to return to Vegas, and he gets Ooh. double-fired in Denver. Could you imagine the, the indignity? of being double fine in Denver. Now, I don't believe this, but it is a fun discussion point. It is. Uh, because Josh McDaniels lost to a guy 
who was the head coach of a football team for like three seconds. That happened. That's a real thing that happened. And the offense is created. And there's all these stories that they're not going to fire him. He's going to get the season. And I believe those to be true. And I just read a story this afternoon that they can't fire him because Mark Davis is broke, which is no longer true. That's an old thing. He actually made a F ton of money on his new stadium deal in Vegas. He used to have no money. Remember when he couldn't sign free agents because he couldn't put the money in escrow? It was a yep. great three-year run with Paul Lamarcky Davis out there trying to compete with Jerry Jones and he had no money. Um, but it, that's not true anymore. He's got tons of money now. He's, fired, he's literally in the last nine months fired like 15 people in the organization and paid everyone off. It's not being a, a wrongful dismissal. It's not being like some kind of uh, termination to get out of the contract. He's just paid everyone. So he does have the cash to do it. Now, whether you want to be paying 50 people, which this would take because the amount of people McDaniels brought with him to, you know, not work for you for four years, that is probably too much money for anyone with sense. So maybe he does come back, but we do have to get to a point now where we're looking at a Josh McDaniels who after winning his first, what, six of his first seven games or whatever it was in Denver that time has now only won six games in what his last, 30 something as a head coach it's it's pretty awful the raiders situation might actually be the most shocking thing this season genuinely it might be the most surprising element of it i mean going out and getting Devonte adams this was and and then yeah mcdaniels this was going to be the shiznits they were going to be challenging they were they were going to be up in all, all people's business all up in their grill and they ain't nowhere but down a grill known as a drain no and for those who have any level of interest i am just about to begin on what one might describe as a george rr R. martin style song of ice and fire game of thrones epic series I'm, I'm thinking eight to nine parts multiple multiple volumes on what is wrong with this offense it is the most offensive thing in all of football right now um like george rr R. martin i may not finish them i may you need to call you need to call it offensive <laughs> offensive i like that because um, it is offensive how bad the offense is there are so many problems it is beyond contempt. But the, the overriding thing that irritates me is why would you not get that job and say this offense was really, really good? Probably after Andy Reid, the best designed offense in the NFL. The guy got fired for being a homophobe and racist. I'm going to keep this offense. I'm going to plug Devontae Adams in and everyone's going to put me on a sedan chair and parade me through the streets because I'm winning 10 games in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Instead, he came in full of arrogance and bluster installed his own offense and he's created the thing hubris is the downfall of many a man ollie i love it and i'm actually i'm really interested in that game because i thought the raiders might actually win that so interested to see how that works out this weekend right with the time we have left ollie let's spin forward and it's time for the game show of the week ollie this is where i get really excited go get a welcome in my favorite person in the world he's been globe charting again or even globe trotting i don't know what globe trying is uh this week ollie he's been down there in Germany, I can say down there because technically I think geographically it is down there, or maybe we could say across there in Germany. He's had an amazing time there. He's got to give us a quick one minute on how it was. It's our producer. It's Stereo Mike, the beanie baby. How are you doing, Stereo Mike? Guten Tag. Guten Tag. It's, it's good to see you boys again. I was uh, in a lonely hotel room last Thursday uh, listening to the podcast, and I would have done anything to be on a Zoom call. Uh, guten Tag. Yeah. And was it was it good? You, you told me it was emotional, Mike. It was better than the Super Bowl for me. That's how good it was. Like when people are singing John Denver and you're sitting there going, Jesus, what's what's the crack here? It was it was just great fun. It was so much better than London. Like, yeah. like so many reasons. The Bratverse there as well, my friend. I mean, dial it up a bit. I love it. 
Yeah, and I think there's loads of lessons. I mean, going serious, there's loads of lessons for London to learn and for Germany to learn. So it's going to be a pretty uh, fun, cool years ahead. But definitely miss you. Last the lesson for London to be to import really cool German people for the weekend because those people just made the best atmosphere I've heard outside of a of a US game. In in terms of the whole, it was uniquely them. It wasn't mm. like a faux yeah. thing, and so we'd have to transplant all these people over here for a week. That's what I like about about if you just make it you. You're playing the sport, but you're not trying to be something that you're not, and you're, you're hosting the event. I think that's fantastic. It could be. We could do. I, I know you boys are talking about Qatar there. We could do what they've done, as you've said. I've seen in many videos of the England fans. <laughs> looking forward to seeing. Very much looking forward to seeing the J- Japanese and Korean fans in Qatar uh, on TikTok this week to see what they're singing songs. Uh, now we do record this podcast on a Wednesday, so just letting everybody know at eight o'clock. So we will be uh, not recording on the thirtieth of November, so I can watch Saudi Arabia against Mexico. Nice. And uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Seven o'clock, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think you boys might have a good chance of winning it, even though I said differently on a podcast a few weeks it, ago. It, yeah. If we win the group, it's quarterfinal with France. And after that, it's plain sailing to the final. But I don't think we can beat France. Yeah, just, just get basketball. Quote on quote from, from Tom Moore. <laughs> Easy sailing. I, I look forward to the. It's going to be a great month, lads. It's going to be a great month. Uh, right. Whose line is it anyway? Uh, we're going to take, do you know what? We're, we're going to take five quotes each year, just in terms of time. And so, and there, if there's somehow, well, there could be a tiebreak because you know you might not get any right. But um, some of these ones are like you know, obviously. Say, this is this is pretty difficult to just out of thin air pick out who said a quote. Now, having said that, I have written a profile before, full profile on uh, someone for the Dan Levitard show, Billy Gill, who um, puts together a useless sound montage every week where he puts together the most useless coach-isms of the week. Uh, Mike Tomlin being a standout because he's always staring in everyone's eyes, everyone's full aware. Sometimes he wants to scratch out people's eyes. Um, so I have some inclination on if these are current coaches, some of the verbal tics amongst the coaches. So I would like to flag that early just to get that on the radar. I'm aware that I, I have that in my head. If these are not current players, I got no chance. And if they're former players, unless it's very famous, could be in some trouble. It's uh, it, it, yeah, it's interesting, Ollie. I'm hoping that there's something within the content of the quotes that gives us a little bit of a tip. In terms of you said something there, in terms of a, a useless montage that goes together. I've started um following Annie Agar. Have you seen her and the things that she does in terms of the I team meeting? <gasps> you didn't. She's, Sorry, she's I've got. I've got all I've gone all fanboy over Annie Agar. So, oh my god, I love I don't know her. Who Anna. that is? The listeners might not. Who is that? Oh, so at, at Annie Agar on Twitter, and she she does a great little thing every week, which is the team meeting. She's got all the shirts for all the teams, and it's basically abuse for all the teams. It, oh, it's very, I very have funny. Seen, uh, yeah, I have seen her. Oh, I love her, Mike. You need to get, get her in touch with me. Uh, fanboy. Right, Mike, play the game. Okay. Uh, after what Ollie said, I'm scared, but let's give it a go. <laughs> Tom, we're, we're yeah, really I hope, I hope the you. quotes are, that was a great game. <laughs> How did you guess the first one? No, uh, right, okay. Tom, there is no defense against the perfect pass. I can flow a first. Oh, my God. I can flow a perfect pass. There is no defense against the perfect pass. I can flow a perfect pass. There's no defense against the perfect pass. I can throw the perfect pass. That feels like it's an arrogant persona. Russell Wilson. Don Marino. 
Oh, there is. These are historic. These are historic. You know, I actually, like it. There's actually a mix. There, there is a mix, and there is one easy one in each of them for each of you. So like, you're yeah. going to get at least one. I hope the easy one is I am Aaron Rodgers, and I am the two-time MVP. <laughs> it will probably be R E L A X. If one, yeah, I guess. Okay, fair enough, Dan Marino. I like that. Good quote, Dan. I, Dan Marino wrote all the perfect passes. And by the way, if you are 25 or under, any, any age, I don't give a shit, spend some time on Friday, go down a YouTube rabbit hole and just watch Dan Marino. Just do, do it. it. Do it. Watch Dan Marino and come back to me. That's a great recommendation, Ollie. And then mcfquestions at gmail.com with your <laughs> yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Mikey Mike. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Playoffs? <sighs> don't talk about it. Playoffs? Playoffs? Are you kidding me? Is this for Ollie or is this for Ollie or me? I just hope you win a game. Man, this is like the biggest meme ever. This, what, this, is for, this, this for me or for Tom? Okay, you know what? I'll give us one dollar. I'll give us uh, one dollar. It's 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 a Mora. I'm blanking on the first name. Was it Jim Senior? Boom Shakalaka. Let's go. It's correct. Right, one nil, one nil. Thank God, somebody got one right. That's all I needed. <laughs> Uh, right, Tom. I'm just here, so I don't get fined. Uh, come on now. I'm just here, so I don't get fined. Well, even doing. I think that's as easy as the playoffs one. If you enjoy the Isle Mammification, it, it I'm is. just here, so I don't get fined. And Aaron Jones personified the man when he went in for a touchdown this weekend. He's Marshall Lynch. My God, you said that because I thought you were literally said Aaron Jones there. Yes, and then we see the video of Marshall Lynch in in, in Lederhosen or Lederhosen at the weekend. Uh, he put nope. the trousers on and he, he let's just say it wasn't comfortable and he had to he had to move on. Right, Oliver. If you have two quarterbacks, you actually have none. Ah, uh, classic, an all timer. That's a great quote. I can't remember who it was, but it's a you great said it originally because it's so it, it's like so part <laughs> of the culture. I've been sitting all morning looking at the Zoom, like the YouTube videos trying to like, yeah. It do we stuff. know who said it? Do we definitely have confirmation of who said it first? They all everyone says it all the time. Oh if God, you you're right. Two quarterbacks, you have not. Now that makes timeline wise, it's so in the consciousness, and I know Orion has said it. I don't think Buddy Ryan did say. It. I think Rex said it, but I think in the I think that has to be Bill Walsh. But that can't. It's got to uh, play Bill Walsh. That would make sense. He had two of the greatest quarterbacks. He had to have two great quarterbacks. Yeah, if I've you have got two, two great quarterbacks. Yeah, I have two great quarterbacks. And <laughs> um, I am just going to, you know, as we're live right now, I'm just going to, you know, confirm that he said this because I have John Madden down here. However. Enough. If he did say that, and I'm, I'm checking here now because I'm looking at, I love Google so much. I also oh, love my steering Now, did he first say that as a coach or on a broadcast? He must have done that on the broadcast. I'll be interested yeah. if he was discussing on the broadcast. And it's one of those quotes where he said it, and then every broadcaster everywhere said it, not to steal it, but as an homage to when yeah, he said yeah, yeah. it. So it's just become part of that's fact then, because John mm. said it. Although I re- I revert John back to, to those are depth chart with Joe Montana and Steve Young. It's like do I do I give you the point here? I feel like I need to give you the point. It's like ugh. no, no, I do get that right, but I do feel like uh, it's it's correct in spirit and wrong in practicality when I line up Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers in the same room. How many quarterback rooms have had two Hall of Famers? That that's probably quite a few actually when you think start thinking about it. 
after those no. two. In their primes, probably not, but guys at the, at the end of their careers. There was an Eli Manning Kurt Warner one. Um so yeah, there's probably three. But that in for a future quiz, Mike. How many how many teams had two Hall of Famers in the quarterback group? That was great. Crack a few weeks ago whenever we done the uh, the passing yards. It's great fun. Um okay, round two. at the end of round two, it's one one. Happy days. Tommy boy, you read it? Hell yeah. Okay. Winners never quit and quitters never win. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> Winners never quit and quitters never win. I know this only because we, in the magazine, I included this in a quote section for said person in the list of their top, I think it was top 15 quotes. So, Tom, that's a clue for you. This person was quotable enough to have a magazine. I will give each of you one guess, like a, like a, like a, a advice Stactions. So if you if you want to use your advice, guess poorly worded. Guess is guess isn't. Let me know. Is this person playing at the moment? No, no, eh, no, no way. Not not in the. <laughs> no, is this person alive at present? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Lombardi? Uh... What's his first name? Uh, Steve, isn't it? No, um, <laughs> Vince. <laughs> Vincent Company. Yes, it is. It is. Congratulations, my friend. So 2 1, a middle of the round three. Okay. I thought your Vince Lombardi quote should just be, What the hell's going on out here? <laughs> that would be telling. I was really tempted to do that. I've got like 50 quotes sitting here. Okay. I'm going to wait. I've got another one. We're going to create a seal here and a seal here and run it up the alley. <laughs> hey, I've got another one. Wait. Everybody's grabbing. Nobody's blocking out here. Sorry. Stop. Sidewalk alley. Oh my crease. god! The, the, I have to edit this. Marks of the of the pack of sweet sidewalk alley crease for those interested. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, okay, I'm just getting the voice for this. The most valuable player is the one who makes the most players valuable. It was the worst accent I've ever used. The most valuable player is the one who makes the most players valuable. If you want a guessism, let me know. I it, reckon I know I know what this is, Ollie. Sorry, someone, who this is. When someone said this, had they retired? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it was in the speech. And did they play did they play a high collision position? A high collision position? I could you, That's you, the sort you, of you quote that of a guy who's been playing football for twenty five years and middle <laughs> linebacker. What's too many punches in the head with the snake? Um, well, the most valuable I, player is the player who plays the most valuable position. I reckon I can not only tell you where, who said this, but when it was said and in the context and who... Uh, I can give you the whole context, I reckon. Wow. This is why I wish Zoom had a private chat function. Because yeah. me and Tom be having the crack I know, right now. I, I, I bloody spoon-fed him Vince Lombardi too. I should have kept should have kept to myself. Um, What's going on out here? Uh, <laughs> what the hell's going on out I have, here? I have no... Scooby Doo. It could be Do Mike you... Dicker. It could be Treakman. I, I I got I got no no concept. Tom, please. Would you like to use your guessism in the third run? No, I would like to save that for later on. Thank you. The guy Bye. that almost has a bigger forehead than me, Mister Peyton Manning, said that. Oh, I actually think he Manning. said that whenever he retired. Yeah. He. I think he said that in the speech when he was presenting the MVP award MVP award to Aaron Rodgers for the first time. Know it. That's how you know it. I position. I mean, he he was uh, sacked a good bit. I mean, <laughs> right? Okay. Oh, I speak ill of someone running the largest production company in America right now. 
see the guesses was going to be Omaha. And yeah. then, you know, by the way, I okay. remember tonight when I was talking with someone at dinner that do you remember Peter Manning one time he, he used his snap count to do a commercial. You guys remember that? One think, time. Now, what did he do? Budweiser? I think it was Affleck and he used the, com- the insurance company he was the sponsor of, he used as his cadence. I can't remember if it was a dummy call or it was the on one call. And he used it at the line of scrimmage to do promo for the company. I can't, it's like going, uh, Green 18, Green 18, Kick Cat Chunky, set up. <laughs> That'll be the next thing now, what do you say? Okay, right, two more rounds to go. It's 2-1 to Tommy Boy. Um, okay, let's see. I never win these games, so I'm quite excited right now. When you've got something to prove, there's nothing greater than a challenge. God, <laughs> like if wow. You get this, if you get this, I'm leaving the broadcast forever. That, that, that's that's some, that is some faux philosophy bullshit there. <laughs> <laughs> right okay faux philosophy in terms of someone who's pompous ass full of their own self no i'm going for I... russell wilson again that's my default answer for any nonsense um it was terry bradshaw oh i was gonna say Ooh. bill parcells yeah that's okay a, okay that's some old dude uh mr conley um excuses are the tools of the incompetent Excuses are the tools of the incompetent. The word, the, probably. The- I have saved this one for you, by the way. After what you said at the start, I have saved this quote because I think it's a lovely quote. As I said at the start, just talking mm-hmm. about like you know certain quotes and mm-hmm. how you read so much. And you know, I mean, I think you know you're the person I know that reads more than anybody. And, you know, can delve <laughs> into things. <so>. Nerd alert! <laughs> uh, We've used that quote in the magazine I edit this season, and I can't remember who said it. It's like well, you could be say a, oh, it just in response to that, lads. You know, excuses are the tools of the incompetent. You know, they are. The, <laughs> Ollie and me are the po- podcast. Is like Ollie's like I can read you like a book, and I go, ha ha, you read books. <laughs> 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 uh, excuses are the tools of the incompetent. Can I have my uh, lifeline, whatever, whatever that is? Oh God, <laughs> um, I wasn't expecting you to use it. All right, no, dun, no. Dun, dun. I, in fact, I'll save it. I've used it this season with someone in the magazine. So I thought, I thought you said you've used it with a member of staff. So you've <laughs> used it with my, you. This is that formed part of your last conversation with Mike. <laughs> Uh, no, I use a different phrase with him. It doesn't get across the same point, I think, though. Um, uh, excuses. Are, was this me, Michael, on a call on Monday? Is that no. what you've done to me here, sir? Um, excuses. Are, someone's going to be throwing their phone on a tram right now because they knew this right away. Is it Herm Edwards? No, it was Mike Tomlin. Oh, oh, I knew it. I used that in the magazine this season. Brilliant. You said uh, his name at the start as well. I was like, oh, man. I it's... know, I used it. Uh... God, Mike so Tomlin, whenever, whenever, he's, whenever he's talking, his eyes penetrate my soul. <laughs> um, right, last round. 2-1 to Tom. So, Tom, this is this is for the win, my friend. Um, okay. Wins and losses come a dime a dozen. But effort, nobody can judge that because effort is between you and you. My wow. movie is coming out. My my narration is coming out in the next few months. Yeah. I think you'd be good as a voice artist, Mike. I think, I think you would be good at it too. Like the next James Nesbeth. 
What are you doing up in that shed there, son? Uh, anyway, b- back to the, uh, the quotes. <laughs> What's going on out here? <laughs> um, right. Can you say it again, Mike? Oh, I, I prepared for that. All right. Wins and losses come a dime a dozen. But effort? Nobody can judge that. And if you're listening on the audio... is between you and you. If you listen on the audio, you can't see Mike's head movements as well, which I think actually add something to and, the... Uh... And, and add value to who the person is, which I don't know if that was intentional from him. Ooh. I'm guessing, judging by his reaction then, that that was intentional. Okay, I want to, I, as this is the last one, I want to use my lifeline, whatever that is, clue, is excuse, whatever it is. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Don't give so I, t- I tell you what, what you should do, I think, is you should tell me whether it's a player or a coach and whether it's modern now or old. Give me those two facts and then we'll call that the lifeline. Player. Yep. Um, oh. And I would class it as the modern era, but they're not playing anymore, you know? <laughs> Is that accurate? I would class it as the modern era, but they're not playing anymore. I was going to give you such a better clue than that. Yeah, but it makes the game less competitive. <laughs> oh, no, it was a completely inaccurate like, guess. I'll tell you in a minute. Like, I mean... Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to say, because in the interest of the fact that we're really out of time, I'm going to go for a quarterback, relatively recent, modern era, that's gone, put in a lot of effort. Who put in a lot of effort? Or maybe not. I don't know. No, I'm going to go for something long- nonsense like, i tell you what, here you go. Terrell Owens. Ooh, it's good, good. No. Oh. Who was it? What a, What if I told you the guess? What I, I was going to say is the guess is two words. Frank Sabatka. Who? Uh, the Wire, Baltimore. Ray Lewis. <laughs> oh, I don't watch The Wire. They, Ray Lewis. Ollie, so you can steal this back and force a tie break. This back. Let's go. Here we go. I got to go in like four minutes. <laughs> you play to win the game. Hello? You play to win ah, these games. I just said it. The last you don't guess. play. <laughs> Do you want to tell me the names so I can get to the next? Oh quote? no, that's not that's <laughs> not Herm, is it? Herm was you are what your record says you are. You play. Uh, well, I'm. No, I'm, yeah, yeah. Herm is you play to win the game, right? No, it is. Well, yeah, it, it is. It's it is. Yeah, it is Herm. Let's go. Herm was always right. going to show up on one of these bullshit quotes, man. Just keep guessing Herm. Right, Stop no him death. No clues allowed. No clues allowed. I think we both, you give you give one quote and we both have to come up with an answer. If we come up with the same one, then we do it again. Yeah. I may win and I may lose, but I will never be defeated. That's just the being of my life. Huh? And it's also factually incorrect from this pompous moon. <laughs> I may win, I may lose, but I will never be defeated. That has a ring of... Is oh, you're not allowed to say anymore. First person answer gets it. It's got very old timey expression to it. Tom Landry. No, Tom, do you want to guess? I, I get it. I'm going to stick with my policy. Russell Wilson. No, it was, it was Emmett Smith. Uh, All right, let's see. Uh, another one. Right, okay. Work isn't work unless you would rather be doing something else. Work isn't work unless you would rather be doing something else. Bill Walsh. Vinny no, Testaverde. No. <laughs> we could be here to the World Cups over, lads. Right, let's see here. Nobody who ever gave his best regretted it. Jimmy Johnson. No. Tom. Oh, come on, man. He Bill Walsh. said that at some point. George Hollis. Ah. Oh. 
These right, were the okay. Basically. Here we go. This is the last round or is a draw. Okay. Yep. Success isn't owned, it's leased. And uh, rent is due every day. Every day. <laughs> now, it is being popularized, I believe, by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I cannot imagine that he was the first to say it, though he was on a practice squad in the league, right? Okay. Um, okay. Who would Dwayne The Rock Johnson try to imitate wordways? Reggie White. And rent is due every day. Success. It. No. Hmm. Richard Sherman. I'm just going to keep throwing names out. It's, an old, it's got to be an oldie. It's got to be an oldie. I don't think it is. Is Mike? it? Success. No, it's not. It's not an oldie. The guy's still playing in the league. Oh, the guy's still playing in the league. <laughs> yes. Well, Aaron, the Aaron Donald. No. <laughs> I still play. That this game was going so well. Aaron Rodgers. It's you, no. Tom Brady. I'm just going to keep going until until I get there, and I'm not even going to get there. Every Um, day. Every every day. Every day. day. Um, Patrick Mahomes. No, it's got to be an older player who's currently. If it's offense or defense. 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 It's definitely Bobby Wagner. No. Older player, older player, and Dominic. JJ what? Oh, it's yes. definitely JJ what? It's definitely it JJ what? <laughs> it was definitely JJ what? I would want, I would want. Oh, Jesus, that's on the. Like, Ollie scared me there when he said about the rock. I was like, oh my god, did somebody said like the early nineties, and I've messed this up. But that's definitely well not. That's definitely not a JJ original. I can promise you, it's definitely not a JJ original. He's got a script writer. He's got a script writer. Ladies and gentlemen, all I know is we are out of time. And all I know is that I've got finally got a number in the W column. That's all I'm concerned about, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure once again. Please get in touch with us on the Twitter, on the mcfsquestions at gmail.com. Please keep checking out Gridiron. Please send us your thoughts, questions, whatever it is, football or otherwise. We really want to hear from you and we'll get to it on the next show but it's been a hoot and for now it's goodbye from the beanie baby bye it's goodbye from the godfather goodbye and it's goodbye from the winner of this quiz the air that's me baby i'm talking i'm talking me okay ladies and gentlemen have yourself a great nfl weekend